Hallelujah. And I pray that God will bless your life with this ministration. The, the most dangerous thing you ever have around you is not demons, but human beings. The most dangerous thing you ever have around you is not a snake, it's not a scorpion, but a human being. Human beings are very good, but at the same time, they are very dangerous. So, anytime Jesus said, beware of men, he really meant that a human being can be a plus, and a human being can be a minus, a human being can be a positive, and a human being can also be a negative. So, you want to make sure you are taking care of that all the time. The other thing you should remember is that some of the most dangerous human beings around your life are not your enemies, but your friends. And along the line, I will show you. There are some of the things your friends want for you. If you accept it, you can never do the will of God. But there are some things your enemies can do to you, like persecute you, harass you, oppress you. And whatever they do against you that is negative, that thing will rather push you into the will of God. We thank God that um, Joseph's brothers sold him into Egypt because that is the way by which the man fulfilled his destiny. Otherwise, he could not have fulfilled his purpose. Today, I'm going to be speaking to you about King Saul again. I spoke to you on Sunday about how Saul forced himself because he saw that the people were leaving him and then he decided to force himself and offer a sacrifice he was not supposed to... Um, Offer. So, but today I want to look at the same King Saul, but we want to look at another pressure some people put on him. These other people put pressure on him by being dissembled. That means they were concealing their feelings within themselves and withdrawing and hiding. And the man of God is there, but they are hiding in caves and misbehaving. And the other thing is that some deserted him by crossing the Jordan and going to the land of Gad and Gilead and apart from that some two were disarmed because they were following the man of God but my Bible said they followed him and they were trembling this is an ineffective army the man of God is leading into a battle and when he saw all that he was forced to give a sacrifice he shouldn't have given now in 1 Samuel 18 another kind of pressure came on the man of God and that pressure was that some women began to sing a song. Somebody say, and the women sang. You have to be very careful about the songs you hear. People can sing a song that will just frustrate you, make you angry. And uh, listen to me, singing is not just when you make lyrics and put a tune to it. Sometimes words that you hear can be music. Words that you hear can be music. Now, between the man David and um, Saul, there was perfect peace. They were good buddies. Look at this. And Saul took him that day. He took David that day. After the killing of Goliath, he took David that day. He took him that day and would not let him go anymore home to his father's house. So Samuel, sorry, um, Saul took David and said, you are now my son. You are not going home to your parents anymore. You are staying with me all your life. Now keep going. 
Verse number 3. And Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. So now, the man becomes a covenant brother of the king's son. He becomes like, they, they have a covenant. The man is practically now a prince because of the relationship he had with the king's son. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it unto David and his garments, even to his sword and his bow and his girdle. That means he's indirectly saying, I'm seeing you more as the successor of my father than even myself. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. So Saul began to send the man. David was his favorite, and he sent him into places. And the Bible said, and David behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people. And also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now everybody, I want you to say, everything looks nice. And say everything looks good. Now up to this point, perfect. The man gave him opportunity to fight Goliath. At the point, he even took his own armor. And gave it to him and said, go and fight Goliath. That means, I wish you well. People normally blame Saul. And the man is envious. And the man was attacking David. But up till verse 5, there's no envy here. Goodwill. I'm blessing you. I'm pushing you. I'm supporting you. Go David, go David, go David. Just become everything God wants you to be. I have your back. You are the main man here. The whole of Israel is looking up to you. You are our champion. And guess what? He even promised him, very soon, my daughter will be your wife. Your whole family is going to be free from paying taxes. Up to this point, everything is good. But verse 6. And it came to pass as they came. When David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul, with tabrets and with joy and with instruments of music. Now stay here. They were singing and dancing and playing the music, and they came to meet King Saul. Everyone said they came to meet Saul. Now these women did not come to meet David. From the time they left their homes, if they were wearing Methodist cloth or Fountain Gate cloth or Church of Pentecost cloth, all the pictures were King Saul. They left their homes. Our king, King Saul, has conquered the Philistines. He's coming. We are going to give, we are going to celebrate him. We are going to give our king the honor that is due him. We are going to praise our king. Now, you have come, your aim is to meet Saul. But when they meet, met him, the agenda changed. Verse 9. And the women answered one another in the singing. As they played, and they said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Now you came to meet King Saul, but your words are not praising Saul. Your words are praising David. They, they now said, King Saul has killed his thousands. And, and David has killed his ten thousands. 
Verse 8. And Saul was very wroth. And the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but only thousands. And what else can he have but the kingdom? Verse 9. And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. Verse number 10. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with, with his hand as at other times. And there was a javelin in Saul's hand. Verse number 11. And, Samuel, and Saul cast the javelin. For he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. Now so they've come to meet and then they are singing a song. And the song is that David has killed his thousands. Sorry, David has killed his ten thousands. But King Saul has killed all the thousands. And he said, if they are giving all this praise to David, very soon they will take the kingdom and give to David. And from that day, the man began to eye him. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a very painful reality in life. But before we get to that painful reality, when King Saul died, David paid a certain tribute to Saul. And talk about the fact that the beauty of Israel are slain on the mountains. And he said, these mountains, let there be no rain nor dew upon you. Because there, the shield of the mighty are vilely cast away. And he said, don't publish it in God and don't declare it in Ascalon. Lest the daughters of the Philistines should rejoice. And he said, you these daughters of Israel... Remember how Saul clothed you with nice clothing and gave you beautiful things. And he referred to Saul as, and Jonathan as the beauty of Israel that were slain. So these women, apart from the man fighting the war, he actually clothed these women. He gave them nice clothing to put on. He had been a blessing to them. David, King Saul, had you know, promoted womanhood and blessed them in a way. But then, these women have quickly forgotten about everything. They are now giving a total stranger 10,000. And they are giving the man who has labored with them all his life just thousands. And King, David, and King Saul said, these people, very soon now, it is the kingdom they will take and give to David. He began to eye him from that day and um, that is when the enmity between the two of them started. People, this thing about um, David and Saul did not exist only that time. It happens even in our time. You will come to a church, and I gave some examples in this book. I gave some examples in this book. You will come to a church, and maybe between the associate pastors and the senior pastor. Maybe the associate, the senior pastor preaches a message and they say, oh, that, that's a good word. That's a good word. The day the associate pastor is preaching, then they get excited. Then people remove their headgear and begin to wave it. And then the young men who are in the church, the day the associate pastor is preaching, they will not stand. They will not sit. All of them will stand up. And what a word. What a word. 
Then somebody will shout. We've never heard it this way before. They are provoking the senior pastor. You wait until an evangelist, a visiting pastor, goes to preach a church. Goes to visit a church. You will think the members have never received a word before. Oh, we wish this revival will be here forever. This is really church. Oh man, this is church. And after that, they will leave the pastor alone. After the service, then they say, man of God, that, daddy, always invite this man to your church. Because you see, when this man really comes here, we really feel the spirit. What you are trying to say is that when the pastor is preaching, you don't feel the spirit. What is this nonsense you are speaking? Now, so they cause a lot of confusion. Confusion. They bring an organist from somewhere to come and play. When that organist touches the organ, then the members are like, Ay! This is real organ. Not the carpenters who have been playing in our church. Evelyn Bang has been singing every time. When she's singing, they'll be sitting down. Then the day Evelyn gives the permission to a new singer to sing in the choir, as soon as she starts, bless her assurance, then they're like, Ay! Kai, you will kill us with this song. As if as for Evelyn, she has been wasting their time. You see, human beings and their ability to treat you as if you are nothing. It's a human nature. One of the most painful things in life is for people to take your honor let me call it your reward and your respect and give it to somebody else. When you are sitting down and they take the respect and they take the reward that is due you and give it to somebody else, if you are not careful, to kill you. And that is exactly what they are doing to King Saul. The man's honor. This man has fought battles. This man has taken care of Israel. This man represented everything they were doing up till this point. The day they saw David, they behaved like Saul did not exist. I'm praying. You see, when I was in Accra and I was meditating on this word, the Lord told me, don't blame Saul. Saul was a human being. And that what the people did to him on that day was very painful. And since that time, human beings have never changed. Even in marriage, you can labor with your husband 20 years. After the 20 years when you have produced children and your body has changed, then the man now, at the age of 50 something, will go and look for a 20 something year old or a 30 something to marry because he said that now you are too old. It happens in every aspect of life. Every aspect of life. I want to pray one prayer for you. If you will have to live long. And that prayer is that. May nobody ever take your respect. And your honor. And give it to another person. Because you see. You may think oh. I'm so spiritual. That if they take my honor and my respect. And give it to somebody else. It will not affect me. But listen to me people. You are a human being. It will affect you. It will affect you. So my prayer for you is this. Any respect that is yours. Any 
reward that is yours. The devil never leads people to take your respect and your reward and give it to another person who doesn't deserve it. Otherwise, if you are not careful all your life, you will labor and another person will reap. You will struggle and somebody else will take the honor. You will work and when it comes to the reward, they will give the reward to somebody else. You will labor and when it comes to the respect, they will take the respect and give it to somebody. One day, I'll tell you a story. One day I went to preach in a church. I was a guest speaker. And there was another guest speaker. But I guess because I live in Bogatanga, and this other guest lives in a bigger town, or city, or a nicer part of the world, and he has a bigger church. And because he lives in where the center of civilization is, his name, let me say, is bigger than my own because he has more affluence than I do because of the part of the world he lives in. We went to preach in a place. Now, in my case, I will preach. I will cast out devils. After that, I will raise an offering. I will lead worship. I will sweat. And I will use a face towel. That means my brother. This other preacher comes from a nice part of the world. And you know, human beings respect things that are attractive. If something is coming from New York or from London or from Lagos, or the thing is coming from Accra, or the thing is coming from Abuja, or the thing is coming from Maryland, or the thing is coming from Denver, they respect it more than if you say you are coming from Bogatanga. So in spite of all the donkey work I was going to do, they put me in a hotel that was very bad. And this other preacher, who would preach for only 40 minutes, and hand over the microphone and sit down, they gave him a nice hotel. At least, I don't know other respect they gave him, but the other respect was there. The way they would treat him. When he appears, the way they will go there and they are either bowing down or rolling on the ground. Some are rolling on their head. Others are rolling on their back. When I appear, they say, oh, you are here. Charlie, buddy, Anna, sit down. When this other guy appears, you think the queen of Sheba. It's not like I'm envious. But at least me too, the respect I deserve and the reward I deserve. Because you see, the truth is that this man is coming from another city, which is very close to you. In my case, I'm coming from far away Bogatanga. When I was in the car from Borga to Tamale, where was he? When I sat in the plane, which was a very small plane, like the mouth of a, of a fish, and I'm struggling from Tamale to Accra, where was he? I learned, I put my life on the line, I appeared there, my whole heart is boiling. This man will only preach and sit down. I'm preaching and I have to deal with the demons in your church. I have to deal with witchcraft, principalities, powers, thrones and dominions. Look at where you put me. Look at where you put another. 
they treat you differently because they have men's person in admiration because of advantage. I'm praying. May people never take your reward and your respect and give it to another person. Because if they do, it can be very painful. You leave the house with your husband. You are nicely dressed. And you are expecting your husband to say, as for today, you look beautiful. Mumu is quiet. He says nothing. You sit in the car with Mumu to come to church. As soon as Mumu lands and sees one of the Barak ladies, oh, your dress is beautiful today. Your, your dress, oh, Mumu. So when we were home, you didn't see me. When we close the service and you sit in the car and it says, honey, how was the service? Say, mumu. The service was mumu. So the way I dress, you couldn't see me. It is other ladies and the way they dress, you could see. Your husband can do that thing to you. Your husband can do it. Your wife can do it. Your friends can do it. At your place of work, they can do it. You'll be at the work for 20 years. No compliment, nothing. Another person comes in, the person is new, the person is fresh from somewhere. They give the person all the honor. Listen, I'm praying that nobody will take your respect and take your reward and give it to another person. Because you know what? The thing is so painful that if they do it and you are not careful, you will start eyeing the one they are respecting. Now, my trouble is this. King Saul reacted wrongly. The Bible said from that day, King Saul began to eye David. But the question is, what has David done? David behaved wisely anywhere he went. David killed Goliath for you. David was fighting your battles for you. David didn't sing the song. We are not told that when they were even singing, David was dancing. So what, what's your problem with David? Trouble is that, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not careful, when they start taking your reward from you and giving it to somebody, and they take your respect from you and give it to somebody, if you are not careful, you become bitter in life, and you will start eyeing the wrong people. It is a, it is, it is a kind of pressure that people can put on you just because of the kind of songs and the compliments they give. So David, sorry, Saul, I beg your pardon, began to eye David, although it was not David's fault. It wasn't David's fault. David didn't say, sing a song for me. He didn't say, sing about me. He didn't say, dishonor David, sorry, dishonor Saul and honor me. The man was there and somebody was singing a song for him. And um, now you are eyeing that person. And Saul is now, within a short time, the demons were attacking Saul. And King David, as usual, stood in front of him to play the organ, sorry, to play the instrument so that the demons would leave King Saul. The Bible said he took a javelin and tried to kill him. Now, number one, it was not his fault. Number two, this man you are trying to kill has the instrument that takes the demons away from you. 
In other words, this man is the deliverer of Israel because he was the one who fought the war and delivered Israel from the Philistines. And then in the future, if there is another war, he is the one who is going to deliver the people of Israel from that war. What King Saul was saying is that, I am so envious that the deliverer of Israel, I'm going to kill him. Number two, this man, my healing and my personal deliverance depends on him, but I'm going to kill him. So you are going to kill the deliverer of Israel and your personal deliverer simply because of your envy. Listen, I'm here to tell you that if they divert your reward and they divert your respect and you are not careful, you will kill the deliverer of your family, the deliverer of a nation, the deliverer of a business and your personal deliverer. So, that praise they give to somebody must not make you crazy to start behaving in a crazy manner. I told you that may God help you so that they don't take your respect and take your reward and give it to another person. But as long as human beings remain human beings, that kind of situation will always happen. It will always happen. Especially if you happen to come from places like Bogatanga, in fact, for me to come to Bo- for me to come from Bogatanga and think that thing will never happen to me, I'll be making a joke of myself. For me to be a black man and think that thing will never happen to me, I'll be making a fool of myself. The soccer team of England was playing against Bulgaria. Two times, the match was held was halted because of racist chants. They were insulting the black men who were playing for the English team. And the match had to be stopped two times. You know something? This is our skin. Whether you like it or not, people will keep making attempts to take your respect and give it to another person. Take your reward and give it to another person. And if you want to react by eyeing and by throwing javelins, for all your life you look like a madman. <laughs> 